Down Market, time for a little old school automotive by Steve Stoning. You're listening to the Dealer Refresh Podcast in the Mix, where we explore the hottest topics going on right now in automotive retail and providing analysis and insights for dealers and automotive professionals. Old school is new again. While most of those who use the term old school in automotive retail are speaking disparagingly about dealerships, managers, and salespeople relying on outdated marketing, sales techniques, and processes, the truth is that the most successful dealers I work with today understand that sometimes old school is still the best way to move some metal. In the current flat down market, most dealers have no idea where to cut, where to spend, or where to focus their efforts. This, of course, is because most dealers just rode the wave for the past six plus years and only now are they faced with falling sales. For those dealers, I recommend mixing in a little of what others consider old school. This Dealer Refresh podcast is brought to you by Drop-In Auto, an industry-first application that connects shoppers and dealers in real time via live video streaming. Drop-In Auto's live stream technology integrates seamlessly into your dealership website and makes it possible for these shoppers to connect immediately with your best sales associates. For more information, text DROPIN to 555888 or go to DealerRefresh.com slash DROPIN. Here are four quick old school strategies I recommend you start with if you're looking to gain share in a down market. Number one, the vintage road to the sale. While I've argued for a shortened road to the sale for some time, this doesn't mean that you should fully abandon your old school processes. It does, however, mean that you should, at the very least, start enforcing these. A strictly enforced old school road to the sale beats no road to the sale any day of the week. The biggest problem most dealers face with respect to their road to the sale is not that it's too long, it's that it hasn't been enforced since 2012. So dust off that 11-step primitive blueprint and start enforcing it. Once your team is following it properly, you can begin to shorten or remove steps as you track and measure. What you'll find, I am certain, is that most everyone who walks on your lot today has already done their own needs analysis, product selection, and feature presentation, and now They just want someone to sell them a car. By tracking and measuring and holding your team accountable to following the steps, your strictly enforced road to the sale will evolve very quickly into something that your customers love and that helps you double your demo and write-up percentages, which of course will double your closing percentages. Number two, the antiquated phone. Every salesperson and BDC agent I encounter today wants to talk about texting texting, and texting, in that order. No one, it seems, wants to go near that antiquated communication device you've got plopped on everyone's desk. They are afraid of the phones. Beyond this obvious reason your people hate calling customers and prospects, they've also developed a bad taste in their collective mouths for the off-putting word tracks, phone scripts, and phone-up cards you're making them use. While much of what we want our salespeople to say on the phones worked great when the caller had no idea what they wanted, again, the road to the sales stuff like needs analysis, but also the phony rapport building, using these outdated scripts and tactics today is causing your current phone processes to fall flat. Get your team back on the old school phones, but have them drop the ineffective old school word tracks and start treating every inbound call like it's an order and expecting to set an appointment that shows with every call. 
Once they approach the phones with shortened scripts and clearer goals, you'll be amazed at how quickly they'll start to drive their own up bus with those decrepit old phones. Number three, trusty old sales leads. Sales leads, contrary to the reports you're hearing from ineffective digital marketers, are not dead. In fact, top dealers continue to grow not only their lead counts, but also their sales from these crusty old sales leads. Using everything from instant retargeting, sometimes compared to old school pop-ups and pop-unders, to the much maligned third-party leads, dealers who are gaining share are doing so by casting a wide net and staying focused on their primary digital marketing goal, that is, to ultimately drive a sale. By the way, if you're not successful with those types of sales leads, it is a you problem. Most dealers, salespeople, who struggle to sell at acceptable levels with these methods suffer from built-in biases that prevent them from taking full advantage of the opportunities available. Biases like, we don't do pop-ups. The same general manager that has no problem putting an inflatable wavy arm guy on his front line suddenly believes that his store is too good to use a pop-up or a pop-under on the website. Too bad because dealers properly employing instant retargeting are generating 30 to 50% more sales leads from their existing traffic. We don't need third-party leads. We can generate those ourselves. Your competitors love when you say things like this. Here's a newsflash. Not every in-market customer comes to your website and third-party leads are how top dealers ensure they're capturing the maximum number of opportunities at the lowest overall cost per lead. Do yourself a favor and put away your biases and remember your goals. Doing so will guarantee you're selling more than your share of the in-market prospects looking to buy. Number four, boring ROI measurements. With all the talk about attribution, You'd think there was no room left for boring, old, yet real ROI measurements like cost per lead, cost per sale, and cost as a percent of gross. Be careful. When you abandon real ROI measurements like these in favor of something your vendor is pushing, you can no longer take an unbiased look at the effectiveness of your advertising spend. Attribution, so far, seems like a decent measurement for understanding the customer journey and potentially increasing your budget where the customers are researching their next purchase, but real ROI measurements are where the proverbial rubber meets the road. These boring old ROI measurements allow you to hold digital marketers accountable to what's important to you, selling cars, in an unbiased way so that you can adjust budgets accordingly. Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for you to avoid evolving your methods and marketing to fit today's consumers. That would be foolish, but I am asking that you re-examine your current pursuits for shiny objects and ensure these still align with your dealership's goals. Moreover, I'm encouraging you to get back to some basics that you know work, but that you've likely abandoned some time over the past six years. I think you'll be pretty impressed with your ability to drive some sales and grow some share the old-fashioned way. Good selling. Thanks for tuning in to the Dealer Refresh podcast in the mix, where we explore the hottest topics going on right now in automotive retail, providing analysis and insights for dealers and automotive professionals. 
This Dealer Refresh podcast is brought to you by Drop-In Auto, an industry-first application that connects shoppers and dealers in real time via live video streaming. Drop-In Auto's live stream technology integrates seamlessly into your dealership website and makes it possible for these shoppers to connect immediately with your best sales associates. For more information, text DROP-IN to 555 or go to dealerrefresh.com slash DROP-IN.